short stories written and read by Richard Nichols for Community Radio, based on Poems on the Couch. My New School, written and read by Richard Nichols. If you wish to contact the producer, you can send an email to poemscouch at gmail.com. That's poemscouch at gmail.com. Until then, goodbye. My name is Danny Smith. I live in a small farming town in South Africa. I am in my last year of junior school, grade 7. My mum and dad have decided to send me to high school in Johannesburg. This means only coming home for the weekend. I will be a boarder. The idea of staying away from my family is frightening, to say the least. Where I currently live, the choice of schools is full for grade 8, of which there are only two. I am now the talk of the town amongst our closest friends. I have become aware of two boys in 7B that have been accepted to the same school, Linseed High. I know of them by sight. The names are Phil Fanzale and Tommy Franks. Christmas is just round the corner, and Mum told me I need to do well in my final year to make it into the A class, as I am in 7A this year in my current school. The following year, grade 9, I will have a choice of subjects. I wish to become an electronic engineer. For this, I need maths and science and physics. I am hoping to get good marks in maths this year in my final exam leading up to going to Linseed High. This will ensure me a spot in the A class and according to the headmaster, I need an A for maths. I am reasonably good at maths and usually do well and science is also reasonably strong. Lucky for me, my dad can help me as he is a mechanical engineer and has been working for a company that develops technology for commercial farming like milking machines and harvesting equipment. We live on a small holding and do cattle farming and grow beans and mealies. I love the baby lambs and cows. After having been born, they are so cute. My dad always reminds me, you do not get attached to them as they will go to the market for food on our plate. We have a farm manager, John Barker. He runs the farm and oversees the staff. On the 18th November, we start our final assessments for the year. My first subject is English, followed by Afrikaans second language. I'm lucky that I do reasonably well in both these subjects. The big day is one day away now, and I have done lots of hours of study. My dad is concerned about my maths. I do tend to rush and make silly errors that could cost me marks. On the morning of the 18th, I did my English test. I was happy with how it went. That afternoon was Afrikaans. It was tough, but I have passed. The week of tests is nearly over. Two more to go, and the first is science. The day is here, and I walk into the room. 
and take my seat at my desk. This is all I remember as I woke up in the hospital, having passed out just before the test started. For now, they reckon I was dehydrated and I'm receiving treatment for it. What happens with my test? Well, I will have to contact the school and see if they will accommodate me in some way, as this is my future. The next day, my dad phoned the school, and the reply from the school was, We will see what we can do. No real commitment was given. This made my dad and mom upset, and as this was my future, they are messing with it. And now... Having been accepted to another school, and now let's play games with his future? Finally, they rescheduled the science test for Saturday morning, and I could write my test. It may have worked in my favour, as it was a slam dunk for sure. Got this one in the bag. I found out later that they were concerned that the exam content would be leaked to me so they made sure I did not have contact with other pupils in my year. The day of my maths exam was here. As I walked into the room and took my seat, my eyes fell on the two other boys, Phil Fanzale and Tommy Franks. They were taking a seat two rows ahead of me. In all my years at the school going back to grade R I had never said a word to them as they were never in my class. The word on the ground was that they were not very approachable and in most cases nasty to anybody that did not fit in with the crowd. I was known as a bit of a nerd and had the nickname for years as I carry a pen in the top pocket and a short ruler and have glasses to boot. The exam was 90 minutes long and started with some basic stuff. The algebra section was tricky with word sums and you needed to find the unknown value X. But in all I think I did well and have passed. At last all the exams are over and I await the results with eager anticipation. Tommy asked me if I am ready for next year, and my reply was yes, but with some reservations. It is hard when one realises that no more mom saying, have you done your homework? Time for bed, dear. Go and brush your teeth. At Linseed High, all of this is in the rules at the hostel and needs to be complied with at all times. No choice is given or leeway. A timetable runs your life at school and in the hostel. All pupils are to be neatly dressed for school. You may be in casual clothes until mealtimes and then full uniform is the dress code even over a weekend if you should not go home. As a weekly boarder, you'll be expected to stay one weekend over a six-week cycle and on other special occasions. The first-year boarder, known as a lamb, has two months of no family contact, but he has a sheep or ninth grader as a hostel mentor. The hostel rankings. Eighth grader is a lamb. 
Ninth grader is a sheep. Tenth grader is a ram. Eleventh grader is a cow. Twelfth grader is a bull. The year system is only in the hostel and is part of a tradition going back to the first year of the opening of the school in 1936 when the school took in primarily kids from the farming communities in and around Johannesburg. The first headmaster, Martin van Zeil, by trade was a cattle farmer, opened the school to serve the poor communities, which counted for many farm kids being schooled at Linseed High School. In 1960, the school was handed over to the Education Department and was state-run until 1986, when the school was sold to a private educational body. The Linseed Education Trust was formed in January of 1987. Now has a board of management of 12 trustees. The chairperson is Anne van Zale, the daughter of the late Peter van Zale, who died in 1996 at the age of 80, son of Martin van Zale, who died in 1950 at the age of 71. The school is now a formidable education powerhouse in South Africa. On the last day of school, at the final assembly and prize-giving, I was awarded the prize for top student of the year and the science prize, an English prize and second language prize for Afrikaans, but no maths prize. This was the shocker as I was convinced that I had done well and I sat another hour as speech after speech was given. It looked as if the first hour was dedicated to the handing out of prizes. In the end, we all went home. I did notice a brown envelope in my mum's hand. Could it be my report? Well, yes, it was. All revealed. I had got in the upper 70s to 80s for all subjects where I got a prize. Maths, I got only 67%. Marks, 80.4 out of 120. English, 85%. Marks, 102 out of 120. Afrikaans, 75%. Marks, 90 out of 120. Science, 89%. Marks, 106.8 out of 120. Physical, 64%. Marks, 76.8 out of 120. Life skills, 71%. Marks, 85.2 out of 120. Faith studies, 61%. Marks, 73.2 out of 120. Woodwork, 79%. Marks, 94.8 out of 120. My average is 88.65. To be continued. Remember, you can also catch the park. An African story is also available under Richard Mark Nichols, the storyteller. Remember, you can also then send an email to poemscouch at gmail.com if you wish. Remember, there's also short stories and poems that you're currently listening to. Thank you. Short stories and poems written and read 
by Richard Nichols for Community Radio, based on Poems on the Couch. Join me next time for another podcast when I will take you down a magical journey with words. Until then, goodbye.